Are you under $100,000 in your expert business? The other day I was thinking about the fact that there are some people who are still starting on their journey or they haven't yet cracked that $100,000 mark. Now, first of all, uh, I think you're going to love this episode because I have been thinking about you this week. And so if you are yet to crack that $100,000 per year mark in your expert business, today is for you. Now, if you've already cracked that $100,000, I think that this process you're about to learn can easily scale you up as well. And so if you think about this process that you're about to learn, which is how to go from zero to $100,000 using the seven Ps, and it's a step-by-step process, right? If you think about it, really, it's just applied with greater intensity and greater reach as you get up to step five, six, and seven. And this will make sense as we go through the podcast. So uh, this is going to be a really helpful step-by-step podcast, and I trust you're going to get amazing, amazing value from it. Make sure you are following the show so you don't miss any of these episodes. So let's get into it. How to go from zero to $100,000 as fast as you can in your expert business. You are listening to the Expert Edge Podcast. This is the place where experts come to command the stage, position themselves as authorities, and scale their business up. Get ready to access your next level of potential with your host, Colin Boy. So welcome back. Uh, let's have a conversation about what I would do if I had to start my business over again and wanted to make $100,000. So imagine I started from zero again. Imagine I lost my audience, my database, uh, everything that I kind of have acquired as assets in the business and had, you know, not much money to start up, uh, like just a small budget to start up. What are the things that I would do. I want to explore that today because I do know that although we have, uh, you know, there's such a vast range of listeners on the expert edge. I know we have people doing multiple millions of dollars, million dollar business owners. Uh, we've got people in the multi six, but we've also got people, you know, starting out. And I've seen some comments from people and so forth who are just starting out, which is so, so exciting. I remember what that was like. That was over 14 years ago. And so what I'm going to give you right now, the strategy is not the strategy that I would do 14 years ago, uh, because I feel like the landscape of the coaching business and what was available was very different 14 years ago to what it is now. I'm going to share with you the seven steps that I would follow and put my energy, my time, my resource towards uh, to actually, uh, to actually you know, grow and move, move something forward. Okay, so there's seven steps and they all start with P. <laughs> they all start with P, but these are the focuses I would take to do $100,000 as fast as I can. Now, for me, uh, it, it probably, it took me about a year and a half, close to two years to hit $100,000. I think you can do it a lot quicker, um, but these are the steps that I would take. You ready for this? Now, you may wanna come back to this episode uh, because there's going to be some really cool structures for all of this. So the first thing is, is I would choose the perfect client. 
And so what I mean by that is I know for me, when I first started, one of the first areas that I went into was life coaching. So it was like general life coaching, essentially like anyone with a pulse, I would take on as a client. Now, the problem with that was that I got such a vast range of people and the probability of someone being qualified to really invest in themselves, to grow, et cetera, was a lot lower than what it is now because I'm very clear on who my perfect client is. And so the first thing I would do if I was to start over again, and imagine I was to start in a completely different niche, I wasn't focused on helping course creators and coaches. Uh, If I started completely again, I would find my perfect client. So what I mean by that is I would describe them. I would spend some time to get really clear on who they are. Now, specifically, one of the things that I would, I would keep as being really important is I would want to make sure that I liked working with them. So there were people that I enjoyed and liked working with. In fact, one of the reasons why I made the switch from the private market which was I used to do a lot of corporate work, like a lot of keynote speaking, uh, speaking at conferences, traveling around, doing all that sort of stuff. One of the reasons why I switched to the public market and focusing on entrepreneurs was I just personally liked working with those types of clients more than I liked working with the corporate clients. Now, it's not that I didn't, it's not that I hated the corporate client work. I actually still enjoyed it, but I found that I enjoyed more working with entrepreneurs. And so that decision for me was moving from the private market to the public market. Uh, And essentially I was kind of starting over again in that move as well, because it was a completely different marketing strategy, et cetera. But this is the first thing I would do. And, And by the way, if you focus on corporate clients, like that's amazing and you love working with corporate clients, like do that. I'm not saying for you to, one is not better than the other. Uh, Just do what you want to do, right? But I would find my perfect client. So first of all, there's someone I really enjoy working with. Second of all, there's someone who I can actually help. So I would think about what are my skill sets? What are the things that I do? And this could be, you know, something like maybe you help, you know how to train people's dogs, right? And so let's say I went into dog training. If I started again as a dog trainer, we actually have a lot of clients in Self From Stage Academy. We've had a few people in our elite program who actually train, train dogs. Yeah, and they've got online courses and things like that. So like that's a whole niche in itself and it's incredibly lucrative actually. Uh, so uh, shout out to all the dog owners. <laughs> so uh, by the way, my daughter on a side note is on a massive campaign. We don't have a dog. Uh, we just got a fish recently. Uh, but she's on a massive campaign for us to get a dog. So we'll get, we'll see how we go. <laughs> anyway, she brings everything back to a dog. You know, she's like, we're having dinner and we finish dinner and she's like, okay, is it time to get a dog now? Uh, anyway, she's cute. She's eight. Uh, so uh, I digress. But essentially, let's say I was focused on people who train dogs and I would go, okay, let's say I had that skill set, right? That could be an actual product or a coaching experience that I could create. And I would choose, I would find people who I like working with. So the type of dog owners maybe. And then I would even think about the last piece, which is, can they afford my services? And so one of the distinctions that you need to make, in fact, I've given this coaching quite a few times to people in our elite program where I do coaching every other week uh, for my students, 
is they'll come to me, they'll present to me like who their audience is and uh, maybe their conversion rates aren't where they want them to be. And I'll say, hey, have you thought about maybe just lifting the focus of your avatar? So for, for example, maybe you're a career coach and instead of focusing on just general career coaching, you're focused on executive career coaching. So you move up the banner in terms of like where your focus is, or it could be your focus is on helping people get $100,000 jobs and above. So you only work with people who are focused on six-figure jobs and above. Now, those little shifts, in fact, there was a student recently who made that shift and she was uh, focused on even just emotional trauma healing, like, like deep emotional work, like beautiful healing work for people. And I suggested to her, hey, why don't you focus more on, on executive women who want to do that deeper healing? And so all of a sudden, she's, these people have resources to pay, right? Now, I'm not saying you can't focus on people who aren't in executive roles. Like, like totally, you can serve them. But the problem is, is if you want to charge more money, they're not going to have the resource to do it. They may, they, you may have to have a completely separate product for them. And so what I would do right at the start, what I want you to really understand is that I would find my perfect client. So in other, in other words, they're people I like working with. They're people who, who I have the skills to help. And, uh, and they have the resources to pay for the services that I offer. And so one of the big blocks you're going to have is you could have the most amazing offer ever, but if the audience you're focused on is the wrong audience or they don't have the resources to pay or the mindset to invest in themselves, then it's just going to fall on flat ears and, uh, or deaf ears, not flat ears. <laughs> what a flat ears. It's going to fall on deaf ears, right? Because it's not, they're not going to take up the offer. And so the first step I'll do, get really clear on who I want to serve. And the clearer you get, the more, uh, usually the more money you'll make. Uh, and it's also easier to find them. So you want to find an audience who you can find. And so, you know, I think about that. It could be like six-figure job owner, you know, six-figure salary groups on LinkedIn, like you can, you can all of a sudden find them. Okay. The second thing I would do is I would run a pilot program or a, what, what's sometimes called a beta program. This is something that we teach inside Self From Stage Academy. Essentially, it's the first step of launching your signature program, uh, but it's before that. So for, for, for me, when I first launched Self From Stage Academy, I launched it and, uh, it was a couple of hundred dollars. So the reason why I was a couple of hundred dollars was I hadn't built it yet. Like there was literally nothing inside. So people paid me a couple of hundred dollars and uh, there was nothing in the product. <laughs> All it was was me doing some Zoom calls for about six weeks. Uh, and I was planning on six sessions. It ended up being like 14 sessions because the content just kept evolving and growing and the feedback was so amazing. And and I just kept on coming up with all these new ideas. So it was an intense time. Uh, but the results we got were incredible. The testimonials, in fact, if you ever decide to join yourself from Stage Academy, uh, on the sales page, the information page, uh, like I would say, you know, even still a third of the testimonials that I got were from that beta experience. Just because like there was, you know, I mean, first of all, they got amazing results. But, but what I'm saying, what I'm trying to stress here is that your pilot program, your pilot program is, forms the foundation for all your, all your success. For me, when I first launched Self From Stage Academy, 
I made about $10,000. That was my first launch of Self from Stage Academy. The, the second one was 47,000. And then the third one was about 150,000. And so what happened was, is that the first one laid the foundation of credibility. It got, got me clear on my content. Uh, it got me confident in the offer. And then it formed the foundation for actually creating a, my, my actual signature course, right? And so the pilot program is sometimes called the beta offer, forms the foundation for your own personal confidence for building the credibility and for getting clarity on the course that you're about to build. So the second thing I would do is I would launch a beta program. And that could be, honestly, guys, it could be for free. So you could say, I'm running a program. Normally, we're going to charge $2,000 for it. I'm giving it away for free. But to qualify, you have to have these aspects in place. You have to be in this industry. You have to be this type of person. You have to be committed to if we get great results. You have to be willing to give us a testimonial, like all of that sort of stuff, right? So when, when you think about your beta program, you want, to th you want to align it with your perfect client, right? That's why I started with the perfect client. Now, in, in creating that or launching that pilot program, it doesn't have to be a massive launch. Like it could literally be uh, you posting uh, or direct messaging a few people who you think might be a good fit for it. It could be some social posts. It could be, you could actually run, like you could literally set up a very simple Zoom meeting and just promote that you're going to be doing a short training. Uh, and then and then basically on that short training, I guess like a version of a webinar, uh, you're gonna be moving, or you're gonna be sharing the beta offer, right? For me, when I first launched my beta offer, we got about uh, 30 people, I think it was, about 30, 35 people. And I launched it actually with a three-part video series. You don't have to do that, but I basically created a Facebook group and then I said, inside this Facebook group, I'm gonna be doing three trainings on how to sell effectively from a presentation or a webinar. If you're interested in that, come and join the Facebook group. Like it was the kind of like that simple, right? And, and then I did three live videos. And on the third video, I just pitched uh, Self From Stage Academy. Now it wasn't called Self From Stage Academy. Do you know what it was called? Collins Speaking Program. <laughs> That's literally what it was called. Collins speaking program because I didn't have a name for it, right? It was a beta program. It was a pilot program. I had no idea what it was going to be called. And so uh, the second step was you would launch a pilot program. That's what you would do. The third step is you would gather as much proof as you can. Like I mentioned, building on this pilot program, the, really the main purpose of the pilot program is to get proof of concept and to build your own personal confidence and to get clarity on the process you want to take people through. And so think about it like this. Right now, I would say we're at about the 90-day mark, okay? So I would set aside about 90 days, one quarter, to launch a pilot program. Now, that pilot program, whether you make money or not, doesn't matter. And I know that obviously people, you might say, oh, but Colin, I need money to live. Maybe you still got your job at that point, right? You still got your job at that point, but that's fine. You've just launched this pilot program. Maybe you're working part-time to pay the bills, but you're completely focused. You're all in on this pilot program, okay? Then from there, you get obsessed about getting proof that it works. So you do whatever it freaking takes to, first of all, get results for people. And second of all, get amazing testimonials. 
I mean, video testimonials, written testimonials. Uh, for me, we actually ran a testimonial competition. So what I did was to all the people who did my pilot program, I said that I was going to give away some special prizes and then everyone submitted a video and then, and then, and then I actually created a page where we promoted that page of all the videos and the video that got the most likes ended up winning the competition. Does that make sense? And so what happened was all my social proof, which was all the results from the program were shared by all the individual people in it. It was like a competition that they shared because they wanted to get the most votes to win the prizes, right? And so that little testimonial competition was incredible because my social proof grew, my 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 brand grew. Now, you might be listening to the podcast now and think, oh, Colin, you know, you've got, you know, you coach massive people in the industry. You've got a big brand. You've got a team, all that sort of stuff. I didn't, I honestly didn't have that five years ago. Right. When we moved to the US, that was about six years ago. I came here and I, I literally started my business over again. I had a I really had a a speaking, it was a manual, pretty much a manual speaking business. I had some online courses, but they weren't really they weren't really like absolutely crushing it. They were doing okay. But but I really had to start my whole business again because I moved from a corporate focused uh business to a public focused business. And so this was kind of the process I went through and it's a lot more relevant for how things are working right now. So I'll get social proof, right? Get tons and tons of social proof. The fourth thing I would do is I would I would present my offer as much as I could. So what I would do is I would set up and this is actually what I did. I would run a webinar, which is why I got obsessed and am obsessed with running presentations, either a webinar or run it as it could literally just be a Zoom meeting, but you're going to be presenting something valuable, right? In a, in now for me, we have a whole formula, right? That we follow in Self from Stage Academy, but you really want to be presenting something valuable on a presentation, which is one to many presentations, right? In a meeting, in a Zoom meeting or a Zoom webinar. I would be doing it once a month, right? And I'll be doing that at least once a month, maybe even twice a month for about six months. I would be doing that. That's what I did now. So the, the, the fourth stage is you want to present your offer to your audience as much as you can. So that is this signature program. You're going to present it to your audience. Now, what's cool is you can actually scale the pricing. So you could maybe you want to sell your program for $2,000. The next time you launch it, you could sell it for 500. Maybe you did it for free in the beta program. The next webinar is 500 and you say, it's going up to a thousand on the next webinar. And then on the next webinar, you present it for a thousand. You say, it's going up to 1500 on the next webinar. On the next webinar, you present for 1500. It's going up to 2000 and you can kind of scale your offer and you're going to find a nice price point of where you get the right amount of conversions and the right, right amount of profitability. And so, because not always, I'm going to say, not always the most expensive is the best. Uh, in fact, I've had, had the chance of, I remember when I was in Russell Brunson's inner circle in his mastermind, and I was chatting with, he basically, he's like um, marketing director. And they actually said, it was interesting, they said that when they were running automated webinars, well, they still do, but they found that when they sold their program for $2,000, they made a lot more money than when they sold it for $3,000 on an automated webinar. It was just fascinating. So 
I've just watched people and not always the most expensive is the best way to go, but you got to obviously it depends on the avatar, all that sort of stuff. So you present your offer, you present your offer. Now that can be, like I said, a webinar or it could be just a meeting or something like that. I'd be doing that every other week or every month at least. Now, this is how you increase the fuel of that process. This is how you increase the fuel of that process, partnerships. So what I did was I reached out to people who I had made friends with and that I was in or knew from other programs that I was in. And this is something, This it is another P, but it's not something that I've mentioned. Um, but I would say for me, one of the most valuable pieces of really scaling, I mean like really growing, was the partnership relationships that I had with other people in the industry. And so I have been investing consistently in my own education by joining programs continually. And so for me, what added the fuel very quickly was I reached out to all those people who I knew had the right audience for what I wanted to do. In fact, I just taught a masterclass for our elite students all around how to um, create lucrative affiliate partnerships. And this exact process is essentially, it is for people that you know, that you've built some relationship with, usually you've met them in a paid program, right? You've been in a paid program with them. That's honestly, that's where I basically pay for my friends, right? But my best friends now, like like there's a few people that I catch up with every week, every other week. Um, and they've all come from paid programs. I don't know, it seems weird to pay for your friends. But the reason why I say you pay for your friends is, is because you put yourself in rooms of people who have a similar mindset, right? They're committed to selling, not selling, they're committed to uh, growing and you're committed to growing. And so there's a congruency there. And so you're adding the fuel through partnerships. Notice I haven't said paid traffic yet. I haven't said paid traffic, it's partnerships. I really like the idea of affiliate partnerships. And if I look at our business, I would say more than 50% of my success has come through affiliate partnerships. In, in, in fact, just recently, uh, Jenna Kutcher affiliated our, our mini course, which is our conversion story formula.com, uh, that she affiliated that. And that just created a massive flood of, of new customers who I hadn't met before, right? And they get to be exposed to my stuff. And so that now that's obviously a huge affiliate partnership. But do you know where it started? It started with people who, other people who had maybe a thousand people on their database, 2000 people in their database. And what I would do is I would line up like six webinars over six months and I would get a partner for every webinar. So every single webinar, I had a partner lined up for that month promoting that webinar. And I did that for six months. Now, when I was, uh, when we were launching Self from Stage Academy, like very within about, I would say six months, we'd done about uh, $250,000 in sales in about six months because, you know, we really accelerated this journey. But what was cool is I hadn't done any, I hadn't even done paid ads yet. Now, the, the sixth thing I would do is podcast guesting. So I would, I would apply to as many podcasts as I can because I think podcasts generally, and the, the, data, the data supports this, has higher quality people, higher quality leads who listen to podcasts. In fact, 
you know, the, the, I've seen some stats around, you know, the average income of podcast listeners is closer to that $100,000 mark, right? It's not general social media. There's something about podcast listeners that they are committed to growth. And so as many podcasts as I can get on, I would get on. That's my sixth strategy that I would do. And my final strategy is I would do paid ads. And so once I've got proof of concept, once I've got some momentum, once I've got some you know, cash started to happen, I would hire personally, I wouldn't do it myself. I would hire a ads manager and basically see the first webinar as something that is not necessarily going to make money from ads, but I'm going to learn from the ads. The second webinar, I'll make money from the ads. And then from there, we'll, we'll, we would scale up from there. That's, that would be my mindset with how I, how I see ads. For me, it's a learning journey and usually between one to three months is learning. And then from there up, we can scale up. And, and so that is my, that's my flow. If I was to start again, to go from zero to six figures, I think you could do it in about six months. Uh, you could do about a hundred grand uh, using this type of strategy. And what's cool about it is it, it's leveraged. So it's not one-to-one selling, it's one-to-many selling. And that's the process that I would go through. So kind of like that first three months, I, wouldn't, I probably wouldn't make much money. But the three months after it, I would make, make okay money. And then probably the three months after it, I'd make some really good money. So you could scale up quite quickly with that. And then you move into the ads, the, the paid ads traffic. And I think if you, know, if, if you follow that strategy to a T, I think within 12 months, you could be doing a couple of hundred thousand dollars in your business. Uh, and then you could scale up, scale up from there. And you just keep repeating partnerships, podcast guesting, paid traffic, keep presenting your offer and refining that offer. And don't, don't change your offer until you've done close to, you know, I would say a million bucks. So my goal is I always go, I want to do a million dollars in a offer before I really even launch a new offer. And so, so often people change too much in their offers. But for me, my goal is, I want to do a million dollars in an offer before I really change the offer significantly, especially after I've done the testing phase. So I'm not saying like right at the front end, but after you've done the testing phase, you feel comfortable with it and so forth, then, um, you know, that's, that's what I'll do. So has this been helpful? This is something uh, I haven't really spoken about before. The seven steps to getting to $100,000 in your expert business, starting from zero to $100,000 that is the steps I would take. I think you could do it in about six months. Uh, and then you create a new life. You create a new business. You create a new purpose in your life. Hey, if you found this helpful, uh, why don't you share it with a friend who you think would find this helpful? I know for me, I always listen to the podcast that people text me. So hit the share button and uh, text this to a friend and make sure you are following the expert edge. If you haven't yet, We've also got a new on-demand training and it's called the five secrets to selling on webinar and live stages. So that whole piece around create, presenting your offer, that's, that, this is a new uh, training that we've got that teaches you how to structure that talk, what to have in, what to keep out, et cetera. Uh, it's an on-demand training and it's available at the moment. I don't know how long it's gonna be available for, so go and check it out while it's up and you can just go to colinboyd.co forward slash workshop or the link is in the show notes as well. You can just click on those on that link there, colinboyd.co forward slash workshop. Guys, I trust this has been valuable. I am privileged to do this journey with you. I'm grateful that I get to do this journey with you. And so 
Thank you so much for being a part of the Expert Edge. Bye for now. Why is it so hard to know what content to include in your speeches and webinars? Knowing which ideas to keep in and what to leave out is the difference between just getting claps or signing clients. If you're really serious about making your content highly persuasive, make sure to download the Persuasive Content Builder while it's still available. Go to www.persuasivecontentbuilder.com and get your step-by-step -step formula for designing and delivering content that connects with your audience and moves them to join your programs. Until then, we look forward to seeing you on the next episode of The Expert Edge.